Welcome to the Dropship Podcast, where you'll learn how to build and grow a high-ticket dropshipping business and hear stories from successful e-commerce entrepreneurs. Let's kick this thing off. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Dropship Podcast. And we are here, of course, with a Tactical Tuesday episode. Uh, and today we are answering the question, does dropshipping work outside the U.S.? So specifically high-ticket dropshipping, can you run one of these businesses in another country? So, for example, Australia or Canada, the UK, or maybe even somewhere in Europe? Well, the answer is yes, you can. (laughs) So uh, dropshipping can work anywhere where e-commerce can work, essentially. And so I think the, the baseline is to say that it does work in a range of countries outside the US, but there are going to be some parts of the world where high-ticket dropshipping will not work. And the main reason for that is is because, you know, in some countries in the world, there is not an established e-commerce market at this point in time. So as in customers are not buying things online as a general rule. And if you're in one of those countries, then, you know, it's going to be hard to to build a business there. Um, But if... If you're in a country where you know people are buying things online, you buy things online, your family and friends buy things online, then it is possible to start a high-ticket dropshipping business. John, what do you think the basis for this question is? Like when, when someone says, and we found these keywords doing keyword research, was like, does it work in Australia? Does it work in Europe? Uh, what do you think the basis? Are they, are they simply asking because their normal life isn't e-commerce focused, right? Like let's say I lived in, I'm just going to make this up like Ukraine or something. Maybe they don't get as much products. I'm so American. I don't know this answer, John. And so like around here, your whole life's on your phone and everything's, you know, I have 47 packages show up on my door every single day. That's just life here. Um, is it because they're in a country where e-commerce isn't as natural as it is in the U S or are they asking this for some other reason? I, you know, I actually think, and for everyone listening, you know, I'm Australian and uh, I started my first business in Australia. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> my accent didn't give it away. No, I started my first business in Australia, my first dropshipping business in Australia, selling to Australian people from Australian suppliers. Um, and I actually think a lot of this comes from the fact that most people who talk about this, and you know, most of your typical, you know, I hate using the word, but gurus and in inverted commas, tend to be American, right? So you look at watch it on YouTube. It's always American people talking about dropshipping or pretty much always. Um, And I think that people from outside of the US, they watch those videos or they listen to podcasts or whatever it might be. They hear that and they, they wonder, well, yeah, that person's American and yeah, America's a big country and all this sort of thing, but will it work in my country? And it may also come down to people thinking, say in Australia, I mean, population of Australia is 25 million, right? So it's much smaller than America. I think people in smaller countries get the thought in their head, well, is my country are there enough people here? Is the market big enough? Do you know what I mean? Um, so I think that's actually a big part of it is that people just don't hear people from their own country talking about drop shipping. Like you're not here seeing anybody from New Zealand talking about drop shipping. Do you know what I mean? So I, I actually think that's part of it, um, which is maybe not something you would think of if you were if you were inside if you were somebody from the US. So I don't want to be every stereotype, John. I really don't want to be, but it, when you're in America, it's very siloed. You don't learn a lot about yeah. the, you literally don't learn a lot in school about other places in the world, maybe a little bit. And and we, it's hard to imagine what life would be like 
as not an American when it seems so normal uh, here, right? And so, like, it's it's hard for me to imagine not having again multiple Amazon boxes at my door every day. It's it's hard to imagine uh, not being able to literally order anything I want online from a local supplier in my country. Uh, so. It, it is a bit hard for me to relate, and I'm glad that's why we do this together because I've seen proof from you running, you know, chicchandeliers.com.au uh, and, and eventually selling that business. Uh, it was great to see somebody else in another country pull this off, and now I've seen quite a few students uh, between our students mm. and other friends we have in other countries make this work in their country. Yeah, absolutely, and I think part of it as well is that I mean, e-commerce in is a bit. So America, the U.S. is probably the most developed e-commerce market. Right, other countries are some way behind, and I think some people do think, you know, does that particular practice, like, is our e-commerce market going to support that? So, but the good news is, is that yeah, I mean, look, in a lot of countries it does. I mean, I listed them off. You could easily do this in Australia. You do it in Canada. You could do it in in the UK. You could do it in Europe. Um, you know, there are, I think, little nuances around how you would do it in each of those countries. So some things are a little bit different to the way that it would work in the US. And once again, that's something that we cover off in, in the Dropship Breakthrough program is, you know, if you're in Australia, these are the things you need to think about um, or do a little bit differently. Um, but it would still work. But as you say, I mean, you know, we've had students and I know people like people who live in Singapore and they run a business in the US. Or in Vietnam, they run a business in the US. So if you do happen to, be, you're listening to our podcast and you're in a country where for one reason or another, you couldn't run a dropshipping business right there, there is always the possibility that you can start one on the US market yourself and, and run it from the country that you're based in. Hey, just want to jump in here real quick and say if you're loving this show, the number one thing you can do to help us out is simply go to Spotify or iTunes or whatever you're listening on and smash that follow button, that subscribe button, and leave us a review. It really does help us reach more people. And if you've got a friend that you know should be listening to this, send the podcast over to them. We'd love to have them join us as well. And real quick, two quick resources I have for you. If you want to join us in our free Facebook group, you can find that at facebook.com slash groups slash dropship tribe or just search the dropship tribe. And we also have a paid version version of this podcast where you can get even more of John and I and longer form content. You can find that on Patreon at patreon.com slash dropship podcast. All right, back to the show. Yeah, I know people in India, uh, in in a few Southeast Asian countries, in in a few different European countries, in the UK, who have all been successful at this in their own country and running one in the US as well. I know there's a bunch more hurdles to jump through. Again, I'm super Americanized. Everything is simple here uh, for me to get everything set up. And it's going to be a little more difficult for you uh, to get set up to sell in the US. You're going to be working at different hours, but it is possible. Um, and you know, it is it is kind of the place to be if you want to sell stuff. There's a lot of people in America uh, and all Americans are conditioned to buy a lot of shit. So uh, it, it is a great place to sell things for sure. But I've seen people be successful elsewhere. You're a prime example, John. Like you're, you are the case study for Australia. Um, you might be the most successful dropshipper I've met there, and and you did well in, in a very short period of time as well. Yeah, and that one of the things I love about, I mean, that the flip side of this is like, is yeah, if if dropshipping is not so common in your country, but there is an e-commerce market there, then you actually have a great opportunity, right? You could be the first person to to do dropshipping with manufacturers there. You know, you could be the first person to build those sort of relationships. And that's kind of like what it was like when I started. And I think it, it's still to a certain extent is like that in Australia. And I would guess other countries that are similar to Australia outside of the US is there's a big opportunity there because there's a lot of untapped market 
both on the customer side, but also on the on the supplier side. And I certainly remember when I started my first business, I was the first person to ever talk to suppliers about doing dropshipping. And some, a lot of them really loved the idea. We went into it and some of those turned out to be my best sellers. Do you know what I mean? So there's huge opportunities there. So yeah, definitely don't let being outside of the US put you off from getting stuck into this. I think what I've seen from some people I've worked with, and correct me if I'm wrong, John, is it's in a much bigger market like America, you can get super, super, super niche uh, and have a lot of success. Whereas if you move to a country with a smaller population, such as Australia or in UK or in Europe, uh, you're going to want to go a little wider um, with the type of store that you build here so that you have more options, more products to sell. You're you're not going to be able to get all the way down to let's say grandfather clocks or something like that in a country with only 15 million people um, and, and expect to do a ton of volume. Yeah, totally. Uh, that, that's right. And that, that is one of the nuances I think too. And one of the things that you think about a little bit differently is, is, is what your, your market selection is going to be. You're right. I mean, if, if you're in a smaller country, you're not going to sell just grandfather clocks. You would have a clock store, right? So you would sell all types of clocks. I mean, from my first site that I've built, um, as we've probably mentioned before, I was selling, you know, home lighting, right? Now I started off selling just crystal chandeliers, right? Really fancy things, you know, really expensive. But what I found um, and what I realized a little bit earlier on is that there just wasn't enough, like I could sell those, but there was never going to be enough people buying those just in my country to make that a really big business. So what I did was I went out and I added a whole bunch of other types of lighting to my site. Right, and the the advantage of that was that then made my potential customer pool of first time customers much bigger, but it also gave me the ability to have much larger larger order sizes because I could sell people all the lights they needed for their home, if they were building like a new house or something like that. So, definitely you go a bit broader, um, and of course we've talked about um, uh, you know niche selection on this um, on this podcast and um, going a bit broader. That's 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 one of the things you need to do differently. Well, we're definitely going to get into uh, niche selection, niche selection, whatever you decide to call it, in a few episodes. The next one we're going to talk about what do you need to what do you need to do to structure your business? Should be a sole proprietor LLC. John can weigh in here on what you should do in Australia as well. So uh, check back for Tactical Tuesday next week. Thanks for listening to the Dropship Podcast. You can find all the show notes for this episode at dropshippodcast.com. And if you're ready to take the next step in your dropshipping journey, we invite you to join us inside Dropship Breakthrough, where John and I will walk you through step-by-step in starting your own high-ticket dropshipping e-commerce business. But that's not all. Dropship Breakthrough will also teach you everything you'll need to know to grow your business and take it to the next level. So head over to dropshipbreakthrough.com and sign up for our free training that will help you take the first steps towards building and growing your own profitable high-ticket dropshipping business.